Good morning, everyone. Sunday morning. Parashat Tiruma. No. Um, we here, we're here doing Dafnun Aleph in Masechet Pelachot uh, in the Har Lebanon Torah edition of the Daf Yomi class. Um, today's Daf is dedicated to Nishmat Sarah Bat Rachel. We left off yesterday on the bottom of Dafnun Amud Bet. Says the Gemara as follows. Tanya. Sorry. If a guy put food into his mouth without making a bracha, what he should do is that he should move it to the side of your mouth and make the bracha while it's in your mouth on the side. Tanya, there's another brighter that seems to say, that when you put it in your mouth without a bracha, you just swallow it. And there's a third bright that seems to say politan. Politan means you spit it out. So make up your mind. Should you spit it out? Should you swallow or should you move to the side? And you have another bright that follows like the first statement of Amar Yehuda. So there's three bright over here. Um, a, a shift, a spit, a swallow, plus the statement of Yehuda saying to shift. He says, Lo kasha. Rehud is an Amorah, of course. Lo kasha. Ha, ditanya bol'an. This, then it says, bol'an, v'mashkin. That's referring to liquids. So if it's liquids, you have to swallow it. Ha, poltan. When it says, spit it out, ma'is. That's referring to something that will not get Ma'is uh, will not look disgusting when it comes out of your mouth. If it says move to the side, that's something that will get disgusting. It seems like if you, since you can't move a liquid to the side of your mouth, therefore you're allowed to swallow it. Um, a hard candy, of course, you'll be able to take out. And they want to claim that once you chewed chewed up food, you have to move it to the side, and then you're allowed to make it with it on your side. So now the Gemara says, we're on the top of Nun Aleph, if it's something that does not get ruined, why do we have to take out something hard in your mouth? Guy has a hard uh, cracker in his mouth, just one in his mouth. We tell you to move it to the side, or if you have a candy, you tell you to move it to the side. Why don't you? Why do you have to? Why don't we tell you to move it to the side instead of taking it out? We told you to take it out. You could be able to move it to the side. said in front of Yosef Barabin, in the name of Yochanan. There's a pasuk that says, my, my mouth should be full of your praises. And when, when you have a hard candy on the side of your mouth, your mouth is full of hard candy plus praises of Hashem. But you really want to be full of praises with no room for hard candy. The only reason why we allow you to do that, if you're eating a pretzel that's crushed up, 
is because otherwise it'll get ruined. And then if it'll get ruined, it seems like it seems like the ru- the ruining is more important than fulfilling this Yemalai Piti Latecha. And therefore, when it won't be ruined, we'll kick it out. They asked Chista the following question. What if you ate and drank and you did not make a beracha? Should he go back and read the beracha and, and, and make a beracha before? Should he go back and make the beracha? Now, Meaning, okay, if you look at Rashi, there's a there's a a shake up in Rashi. Rashi makes it sound like you should make should you make a beracha? According to the Rashi that we have in front of us, the question is: if you didn't make a beracha before you ate, should you make a beracha tomorrow? That's what Rashi sounds like, but the Maharsha changes it, and he wants to know. Can you make a beracha after you finish eating? Which means, must it be before you started? Or could you make a beracha in the middle of your eating also? That's how they're explaining over here. Okay? The Gemara is unclear. But the, Rashi, the way the Rashi explains it, it's a question, if you didn't make a beracha in the beginning and now you're in the middle of the thing, what should you do? Amalahu, so he told him, if a guy ate garlic and his garlic and his breath smells, should he go eat another one so it should smell more? Of course not. Meaning, a guy who eats without a beracha is like his breath smelling. So if he's still in the middle of eating, why should he continue to eat it without a beracha? He should make a beracha in the middle, of course. Amar Avina, Avina figured out. Hilkach, therefore, Afilu Gamar Seudato, even if he finishes his Seuda, Yachsor Vivarech, he should go back and make another Beracha. Meaning, even if he finished the whole thing, forget about. And this is why the Masha changed it, because Ravina can't be the same thing as the, as the previous statement. So they said, in this case, let's say you finish eating completely, you should make a Beracha Shakol at the end. Why? The Tanya, yeah, even though you finish eating the food, make a shot call at the end. Why? I'm sorry? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, bread. Could be bread, whatever. Also good. I'll take that. The Tanya, Taval Allah, if a guy dipped in the mikveh and he got out, uh, Tosfot says this is talking about a ger who. Um, became Jewish, okay? And he says, Taval ve'alaf, he dips himself and he comes up, Omer be'aliyato, he says when he comes up from the mikveh, Baruch Hashem, Kedushan Mustafa Tzivanu, Al Tevila, Baruch Hashem, that you commanded us about Tevila. So just like over there, you can make it Berecha, after he did the mitzvah, so too here you can make it Berecha, after he did the mitzvah, it's not true. Hata mi'ikara by the tevila in the beginning gavro chazi the guy couldn't make the beracha. Hacha but here mi'ikara gavro chazi 
Originally, the guy was fit to make the melacha of hamotzi or shako, whatever he was eating. And since he pushed off making the hamotzi slash shakol, itchi, he can't make the shakol hamotzi at all. And no, you cannot make the melacha after you finish eating. Okay? So we came out that the connection, the, the, it's true when it comes to the melacha of tevilah, that you make the melacha when you come up. And it's true when it comes to it's true when it comes to uh hamotzi that that you that you don't make it then you can't make, can't make shakol afterwards and you can't make hamotzi afterwards both things are true okay but you can't compare the two the whole point is that the comparison is no good says the gemara tanu rabanan we are now about 12 lines down on Dafnun Aleph Amur Aleph. Tanur Rabbanan. We're going to test something called Asparagus. Now, Asparagus is not Asparagus. Asparagus, according to um, Rashi, is a mix of uh, wine that you didn't put water in with uh, cabbage. It seems like people used to drink it in the morning when you have it on an empty stomach, first thing you do, you want to get some asparagus drink that you could drink. It's good for you. So the Gemara is saying now, asparagus, tov le'enayim, it's good for the eyes. It's good for the heart and it's good for the eyes. Because it's certainly good, for your uh, insides, your stomach. But Agilbo, if you usually drink it, it's good for your whole body. But if you ever get drunk on it, it's very, very bad for the whole body. Mara says, Since you said it's good for your heart, so we are obviously talking about asparagus, which was made with wine and not beer. Seems like you could make asparagus from beer also. But this one was made with wine, because you know, since we know wine is good for the heart, so it must be talking about made with wine. You said it's still good for for the for the stomach. But didn't we learn asparagus is good for la'at, which means heart, eyes, and spleen. Liba ayin tchol, okay. That's that's lilat. It stands for live, live and ayin and tchol, and liramat kashe. But it's bad for the ramat rosh meayim and tahat. So since it's bad for those three things. How could you tell me that it's good for Bnei Me'ayin? I thought La'at is only good for the for it's only good for La'at and not for Ramat. Answers the Gemara. Kitanya. When did we learn? The bride that says good is talking about old wine. Old wine is different than regular wine, and that's even good for the stomachs. How do we know? If a guy says the following neder, he says, Konem yayim I, I make a swear that I'm not going to taste wine 
and but he adds the extra caveat. He's not swearing. He's not tasting wine in general. He says, "I swear, I'm not tasting wine." Shayayin kasher lebenayim, because wine is bad for the intestines. Amrulah, so they tell him, "Halom yushan yafehu lebenayim." He said, "What do you mean? But old wine is good for the intestines, and therefore, why should you stop?" Vishatik, and the guy doesn't say though. If the guy would come back and say, "Still, I don't want it," then he'd be asur in everything. But if he's shatak, if he's quiet when they when they correct him, asur bechadash, he's asur bechadash, umutar biyashan, but he's allowed to have yashan. Shema mina. We see from here that the Mishnah is telling you that old wine is good, and therefore must be that this this asparagus was made with that old wine and not new wine. And that's why it said it was good for the Bnei Ayin, even though we understand that regular wine is bad for the Bnei Ayin. Does it have to do with our previous? It could be. Hold on. Tanur Rabbanan. We learned in the Brayta that the two dots about 20 lines down. Shisha Dirim Neemru Asparagus. There are six things said about asparagus. Okay? Number one. You can only drink it if it's made with chai, yayin chai, which they didn't, put, they didn't dilute the wine. Umale. You have to drink it from a full cup. You have to take it in your right hand. And drink it with your left hand. We're not used to these things. We, the way we think medicine works, no matter what you do with it, as long as you get it down the hatch. They're understanding this this type of stuff doesn't work like that. You need to hold it in your right hand. You have to drink it with your left hand. Don't talk after you drink it. You don't stop in the middle of drinking it. And when you finish drinking the cup, you have to give the cup to the guy who gave it to you. You have to spit after drinking it. And you only include it with its own thing. Which means you should probably eat after you're eating it. You somech it. You assist it with eating something that's the same type of thing. Which I guess would be grapes or I guess the cabbage, one of the two things. Okay? didn't say in the brighter, how can you say you make it mino, its type, which we thought would be grapes? I thought you were supposed to have bread. One's talking about asparagus made with wine. If it's made with wine, you do bread. If it's made out of beer, then you have to you make it with its own kind, I guess with hops or whatever they make beer or, or dates, whatever they're making the beer out of. Tani Chada. There's two bright thought. It says Lelaat Yafeh. It's bad for the Laat. Laat, we said last time was Lev Enainta. Tchol. And the Ramat, Kasheh. It's bad for the Ramat. <coughs> Excuse me. Ramat is Rosh Me'ayim and Tahat. Vitanya Idach, another Brayta, that says the opposite. It says, Lelamat Yafeh, it's good for the Lamat, and Lelat Kashe. Make up your mind again. Lo Kashe, Habadi Chamra, Habadi Shikra. 
Chamra is good for La'at, and Shechra is good for Na'mat. And each one is bad for the other thing. Okay. Tani Chada, we have one brighter that says, Rok Aharav Lokeh. If a guy spits after drinking asparagus, he gets this hurt. If you don't speak, you get hurt. Again, Lokasha. Habadichamra, one's talking about the wine one that you're not supposed to spit. Habadichamra, and one's talking about the beer one where you're supposed to spit. Amar Abashi, Abashi says, now that he says, now that he told us that if you don't spit afterwards, you get hurt. Then you're allowed to spit it out even in front of a king. Meaning, since it's so dangerous not to spit, if you drank his barkas, you could spit despite whoever might be standing in front of you. It doesn't make any difference. Of course, it's, uh, it's something that you need to do. It's like just like a guy who's coughing, right? We don't tell you if a guy's choking. We don't tell you, well, you're in front of the king. Uh, don't cough, I'm. You got to cough, you got to cough. Spinning asparagus is like coughing. Otherwise, you could die. A guy could choke. Oh. Amar Bishmael ben Elisha. Bishmael ben Elisha says the following. Bishmael ben Elisha, of course... Is a famous, uh, is a famous Kohen Gadol. And we had a Gemara earlier how he went in the Fnaiv of the Fnim and he saw Akatriel blessing Hashem. Remember the Gemara in the first Pedic where he was blessing Hashem? So, once in general, when he when Rishmel ben brings a a uh, a Brita, it's always it's very, very often. Uh, celestial. There were three things that I heard from Suriel, who is the interior minister. Saraprim is the interior minister, which means he's the interior minister in Shemaim. Number one, do not take your shirt in the morning from a shamosh to get dressed. Don't take it from him. Take it yourself. Don't wash your hands from someone who didn't wash until you that morning. And don't give back the cup of asparagus besides for the one who gave it to you. Because or Vaamrila is Talgit Shalmalach Kabala Mitzabino Adam Veomrim Emotayavo Adam Lide Akhar Medvemalalo. These these uh mazikim are waiting for someone, they're hanging around waiting for someone to take his shirt from somebody, or they're hanging around waiting for a guy to wash it like a dying for someone who didn't wash yet, or a guy to give his asparagus cup to the wrong guy. And therefore, this is what, this is what Rabbi Ishmael ben, ben Elisha heard from interior minister of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, these are good things to avoid if you don't want to get in trouble from these fellows. Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Shul Levi says, Shlosha Debanim, Sachli Malach Mavit. Shul ben Levi says, 
I heard from the Malach HaMavet the following three things. Probably interesting to hear from the Malach HaMavet. doesn't usually uh, give too many classes, so the more you hear from him, the better it is. I bet you if he would give a class, we'd have more people this morning, Benjamin. Wouldn't you agree? Remember, Stevie, they could hear all the time. Malach HaMavet is something interesting. Okay. Number one, like we said, don't take your shirt from a shamosh. Don't wash your hands from someone who didn't wash without your dime yet. Don't stand in front of women when they come back from a funeral. Because I dance and come in front of them with my sword. When at that time, I have permission to harm whoever I meet. What if you met the woman? What should you do? Jump for Amot from where you are. That's one thing to do. If you have a river, cross the river. If you have another road, go on that road. And if there's a wall, go behind it. If there's none, none of these things are available, what do you do? Turn your face away from the women and say the following. Hashem told the Satan, yell at you, Satan. This is a pasuk from the Haftarah of one of the Haftarot. It's in Zechariah. And if you say that Pasuk, it's all, it could also save you. Not Maybe not as safe as the other things, but they could work. <coughs> now, I don't know why the guy can't jump for Amot. I guess the guy's not strong enough to jump for Amot in a shot. Because the other things I understand, there's no river or there's no... Uh, Wall, I got that. But the four amot, you could always jump unless you're in a you're in a non-jumping place, or you're not a not you're not a very good jumper. Okay. So anyway, don't meet women on the way back. Seems like meeting women on the way back from a funeral is not so good. Okay. We spoke before about kosher beracha, how uh, it has special rules. If you remember what we said before, we said kosher beracha does not need, uh, kosher beracha needs to be, um, needs to be diluted, right? So, let's see what the Gemara is going to say now. Says the Gemara, there are ten things said about the Kosh Baracha. Number one, Ta'un Hadacha. You have to wash it first. You have to wash it first. Fish define, you have to rinse it first. Now, washing and rinsing, we'll discuss soon what they mean. Okay? Umale, it has to be, sorry. Chai, it should be chai. Umale, it should be full. Now, usually, chai would mean that it has to be undiluted. So some say that over here it means it has to be fresh. Which means, don't take it from a different, a different cup of wine. You should take it from, from, from the barrel. 
or from the bottle. Umale should be full. The itur, the ituf, it needs to be crowned and covered. We'll see what that means. Notlo adav, you take it with both hands. Notlo, you mean you're putting your right hand. You have to pick a tevach off the ground. You have to look at it. And some say, You should also give it afterwards to the people of your house, meaning to your wife, to drink after Berkat Amazon. Because it's kosher berachat, gives berachat to the person by drinking it. Amar Biochran. And on. Hold on. Amar Biochanan. And la and. Anu and lanu el alba bilvad. We only have four. Hadacha, shitifa, chayumale. Okay. Okay. Says the Gemara. Tana, we learned in the Brayta. When we said washing it, that's where we're feeling that's from the inside. Vishitifa, when we said rinsing it, that's from the outside. Amar Biochanan. If you make Birkat Amazon on a full cup, they give you an inheritance with no boundaries. As it says, it says that if you're full of Birkat Hashem, then you'll inherit Yam Vidarom, the West and the South. Therefore, it sounds like you have no limits as long as you have a full cup. You inherit two worlds. You get this world and you get the next world for having a full cup. Birkat Hashem. That's how they do it. If you look at Tosfot. Also explains that there's an extra yud here in the word yirasha, should have been rash, yam rash, and therefore the yud here refers to the building of the two worlds. That's why you know that you get the, this world and the next world. It says the Gemara, itur. The Mishnah said that you have to crown the cup. What does it mean, crowning? He would surround himself with students when he made Birkat Amazon, and that, that was the itur. So a person's students are his crown. Rav Chasta would crown it with cups of wine. Right? Which means that he would have one cup of wine and he would have other cups of wine around it. Amar Rav Chanan. Ubechai. It said it has to be chai. Amar Rav Sheshet. Ubechat Haaretz. You have to you have to, you have to do something. What does that mean, So some say that means that when you, when you do this crowning, right, you don't do it at the beginning of Birkat Mazon, you do it at Birkat Aretz, at the second Birkat
Now, in the reef, the reef explains that when it says Uberkata Aretz, it's actually referring to how long it should be chai. So it's a very interesting thing. If you go to the big rabbis, you go to the house, you'll find that when they get to Uberkata uh, Aretz, when they get to Ve'achalta Ve'savata Uberachta, they have a custom that they put into the Kos Berkata Mazon, they put in three drops, Ve'achalta, Ve'savata, Uberachta. Chami Huda Adis does it, all the big rabbis do it. And the reason why they put a little water in is because they understand this Gemara to say that it, when we said Chai, they're understanding Chai really means completely undiluted. And how long should it be undiluted? It should be undiluted up till Birkat Aretz. And in Birkat Aretz, you say, and you mosaic the kos, you uh, put extra things, stuff in. That fits in beautiful now. When we say when we said the Birkata Aretz, it's referring to that. According to the statement of Rabbi Hanan. Says the Gemara. Etuf, <coughs> what does it mean that you have to have a covering? Rapapa Ma'atefiativ. Rapapa would put his would, would would wrap himself in his toilet and sit during Birkata Mazon, because he had to be covered. Rav Asi, Rav Asi, who put his scarf on his head. There are some people who look at this and they say they want to put their hats on during Birkat Mazon. The reason I would do, why they would do it is because, according to the ten things, one of them is Ituf. Not law, take it with two hands. What's the Pasuk? Lift your hands, holiness, and. Bless Hashem. Since it says lift your hands, plural, therefore we know you have to take it with two hands. But no, no leave me no. Then you put it in your right hand. Why do you put it in your right hand? They asked, are you allowed to help your right hand with your left hand? Since the old rabbis asked this question, and they didn't figure it out, we are now on the top of Nunam of Bet, we're strict, and we do not allow to assist your right hand by with your left hand holding it. Why do you lift it from the Karkatefach? Micah, what's the pasuk? I will lift the cup of Yeshuot and I'll call out the name of Hashem. So you see that you're supposed to lift the cup. And lifting has to be at least a tefach. You put your eyes in it. So you shouldn't think about anything else. Okay. <coughs> then it says, You give it to your friends, as a, to your household members as a gift. That means you give it to your wife. In order that your wife should be blessed by drinking it. So you see, there's a beracha for your wife to drink kosher berkat mazon. Says the Gemara, Ula ikla lebeir of Nachman, krach vifta barach berkat mazona. He ate bread and ate, said berkat mazon. Yahav le kasa de berkat of Nachman. He gave the cup to Rav Nachman. They should drink from it. Amalei Rav Nachman. The shtor mor kasa de berkat le Yalta. He says, please send it to my to. To Yalta. Yalta was the wife of Rav Nachman. A woman, the woman's 
the woman's kids are only blessed from the kids of the husband. Shneimar, meaning from the the stomach of the husband. Shneimar, ubarech pribit necha, pribit necha lo neimar, pribit na lo neimar. He says it doesn't say you're going to bless the the pribit na the woman's things. Bitna is female. El pribit necha, you're male. So therefore, you see now males don't have kids. So obviously, when the husband drinks it could affect the woman properly. So therefore, according to the statement, if you want to give the berachah to a woman, all she needs to do is let the husband drink, and then she gets a berachah. So a woman should be careful to make sure, that according to this uh, statement of Ula, Ula is claiming that if a husband and wife go to somebody's house as a guest, and uh, there's a course that someone's making, the wife should be strict to tell her husband, I need you to drink some. What does she need him to drink some for? Because if he drinks, she's blessed. That's how it goes over here. Ula gave it to Rav Nachman. And Rav Nachman said, okay, so give it to my wife too. We want to get a bracha. You know, this, you know the statement? She has to get a, right? she has to get a bracha. And Rav Nachman, and so, so, Rav Na, so Ula said back, she doesn't have to drink from it. When you drink from it, it works for her. And therefore, we learned this interesting thing. Okay? Because it says, Pribit Necha, not Pribit Na. Tanya Nami Achi, Ram Natan Omer, Minayin Chien, Pribit Na, Shalisham, Mitmarech, Elam, Pribit No Shalish. How do we know that the, the, the woman's, woman's babies are blessed from the stomach of the man? Shneemar, Uvarech Pribit Na, Hashem will bless the fruit of your stomachs, male. Pribit Na, Loneemar, Elam, Pribit Necha. Adahachi Shama Yalta. Yalta heard, Yalta is of Nachman's wife, she heard that she's not getting the cup. Kama Bezihir Va'alta Lebechamra. She got up angry and she went Lebechamra to the place where the wine was. Vitavra Abra Med Dani Dechamra. She broke 400 barrels of wine. I guess she really wanted the Berecha. Amal Le Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman told Ula, Send her another cup. I guess he didn't want to break 800 barrels. He sent it to her. And she said, This is like the cup of wine. She responded back, which means from Mahaduri, from the peddlers, Mili, they talk a lot. And from rags, you get, you get lice. Which means <coughs> that he's not buying, she's not buying this statement of him that it's counted like uh, 400 barrels of wine. He, he, she's not accepting anything she says. Now, hold on. So the Maharsha says that the reason why she broke the barrels is to show that she's not upset that she didn't get wine. She doesn't care about wine. She wants the beracha. And therefore, she's breaking the barrels to show wine means nothing to me. I don't want, I don't want the beracha. So he says, at least calm her down. Send a, send a, cup, a different cup of wine because they didn't have that cup anymore. So they sent another cup of wine and she said that this cup of wine does nothing to me because it's not a kosher barakha. So therefore, as she said, it's like peddlers or lice. 
you're giving me nonsense. This is nonsense. I don't want this. Okay. <clears throat> if your wife asks for wine, make sure to send it to her. Okay. Especially if you have a lot of be- uh, wine bottles. So my question is whether uh, the wife should drink from the uh, husband's cup. Yeah. Like I'm pour on a different cup. We're talking about the kosher beracha at Birkat right, You see by Sarah Imenu, it brings down, Masha brings down by Sarah Imenu. It says when they when the Malachim came to Abraham after they made Brikat Mazon, it says they asked Ayes Sarah Shtecha. And Rashi says there, the Shagir La Kosha Baracha. They wanted to send her the Kosha Baracha. So you see there's an inyan also to send the Kosha Baracha to the wife. Except that over here, Ula is claiming it's unnecessary the whole thing. Yalta wasn't convinced that that was true. She said, I guess she figured if the angels are doing it. She doesn't need Ula's opinion. Okay? <clears throat> we are here now, Rabotai, on almost finishing the Perek, Dafnun Aleph Amur Bet. We are on the first, the second, no, the first wide line. Sorry. Third wide line. Amar of Asi. En Mesichin al Kosha Beracha. One should not talk when you have the Kosha Beracha. You don't make a beracha on a cup of punishment. My kosher punut. The second cup of the meal. Meaning, if you're drinking the meal, you have a second cup of wine, that's called kosher punut. If you're drinking pears, you don't get a beracha. This guy's not prepared. You're not prepared in that situation. It seems like this is going like the Gemara Pesachim. The Gemara Pesachim says it's something called Zugot, which means if you drink things in pairs, there's a problem for you. Therefore, since it's a second cup of wine, we're telling you this is part of a pair, and a pair would be a problem to make Brikat Mazon with it. Amar Biyabhu, v'amil amadita tana, ha'ochel u'mahalech, a guy who eats while he's walking, v'varech me'omed, he should make Brikat Mazon when he stands still. U'shochel me'omed, if you eat while you're standing, v'varech v'yoshev, then you sit down to eat. U'shumasim ve'ochel, if you sit while you're, if you ate while you're lying down, you should sit while making Mikat Mazon. But that, that was the opinion. But according to the halakha, in all cases, even if you're walking, even if you're standing, you, no matter what, you sit by Mikat Mazon. Hadran alach will come back to in just seven and a half years. Okay, Bezat Hashem. Says the Mishnah. The following things are Machloka Bet Shemai Bet Hillel regarding the meals. Bet Shemai Omrim. First, you make Kiddush and you end Baruch Hashem Boripia Geffen. Bet Hillel Omrim. First, you make. First you make 
Hagefen, which is what we do. Whenever we make Kiddush, we start with Hagefen, then we go into the next thing. First we wash our hands, and then we pour the wine for the meal. First we pour the wine, and then wash it like you're dying. Bet Shammai Amrim, Mekanech Yadam Amapa. Bet Shammai says, you wipe your hands on the napkin, Umanicha al Shukhan, and then you put it on the table. After you wash it like you're dying, Al Keset. He says, you put the napkin that you dried your hands with on the cushion, on the couch that you're lying down on. Bet Shammai Amrim, Mechabdin et Abayit. You have to sweep the room. And then you wash it out your dime. He says, first you wash your hands, and then you sweep the room. Okay. We're going to see what this means soon. Okay, says the Mishnah. Bet Shemay Amrim Ner Umazon Besimim Havdala. The order of Havdala is Esh. Then you make Pekat Mazon on Sudash Lishit. Then you have Besamim and Havdala. Okay. Bet Yelel says Ner. You do candle Besamim. You do Borei Besamim. Then Pekat Mazon. Then Havdala. Okay. Bet Shemay Amrim. Bet Shemay says. The bracha of Ner is that Hashem created the light of fire. And Beit Yilel says, You created the lights of fire, plural, Me'ore. Not Me'or, but Me'ore. Then we say, You can't make bracha not on the, on the fire or the basamim, of people who worship idols. Not on a ned or spices that were brought for dead people. Sometimes they put a, 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 a fire next to a dead person so the animals don't attack it. Or to make it smell good. Can't do it on ned that was good for idols themselves. Forget idol worshippers, idols themselves. You have to also enjoy the the flame. That's why we look at our fingernails during that time. Because we're using the flame. A guy who ate and he forgot not to make Birkat Amazon. says, He has to go back to the place where he ate to make to make Amazon. says, You can make Birkat Amazon wherever you remember. How late? Could you say it? Until the food in your stomach gets eaten up. If a guy gets food, gets wine after the mazon, <coughs> which means in between the mazon and the eating of the food, you stopped eating, but you didn't make mazon yet, they bring you wine. If that's the only one you have, you can make a the wine. Then you make a on the wine. 
Ve'onin amen achad Yisrael ha'mevarech. You make him amen after a Jew makes a beracha. But you can't make a beracha amen after after kuti makes a beracha. Until you hear the whole beracha, you're afraid he might make some crazy beracha, and you might he might have missed the beginning of it. So therefore, if you get there at the end of a kuti beracha, you don't say amen. But a Jewish person, you could assume that he blessed Hashem, and you could go and answer amen no matter what. Okay. We're going to start the Gemara tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen.